Hey everybody, this is Megan and Josh, and you are listening to the Parks Unpacked podcast, the show that unpacks all the tips, tricks, and news about Disney and Universal destinations. Hey everyone, so we are back with another podcast, and this week we are talking about Disney World in Orlando, specifically, and we are going to talk you through a day at the parks with kids. We know that every family is different. Every family has different needs, different ages, all of that. However, we are going to just tell you what we do in a day at the park and give you our best tips. Uh, This week, specifically this podcast, we are going to be talking about Magic Kingdom and Epcot. And then the next podcast will follow up with Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Okay, so uh, obviously no matter how you're going to spend your day at the park or what park you're going to, you had to start with breakfast. So do you want to tell them how we do that? So our family always starts our mornings out with Mickey waffles. You can do whatever helps your family, but our day is fueled by Mickey waffles. It makes our five-year-old happy. It makes 30-year-old mom happy. So we do Mickey waffles. So depending on how early the park is that day, about what time do you think we're waking up? Oh, man, it always depends. So with our day starting out at Magic Kingdom, we're... Man, if they're going to be like at 8 a.m. early entry or 8.30, we're up as early as like 5.30. I'm aware that sounds insane to some people, but our kid, when we were in Disney, literally it's like there's an internal alarm clock that he wakes up happy and is just like, it's Disney time, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Like he is a rope drop child. He loves it. He feeds off of it. So, uh, for us, our choice of resort is Pop Century. So, at Pop Century, the only way you can get to Magic Kingdom is if you take a bus, if you have your own car, Uber, Lyft. That's the only option. So, we always take the bus. Yeah, we typically go the bus route instead of renting a car. If we're at resort, we probably don't have a rental. Yeah, and so, Pop Century, their breakfast area opens very early and so we stop and grab back breakfast, and then we head on out and wait at the bus stops. We will tell you, those bus stops can be very frustrating. Yeah, it, it can take quite a while sometimes at the bus stop. Yeah, I will say our most recent trip that we, we took the buses there, you can tell that they're trying. They had a few extra buses going as instead of years prior even COVID years where you you could tell they were struggling they were down workers it was taking extra long but you could tell they're trying we will still say side note we love you Disney Universal does bus as well yeah again uh Universal it's a little unfair there everyone's dropped off at the same place so both parks have the same entrance point uh less resorts this is true. However, we might have been, I think I think you said it earlier when we were talking, a little spoiled with that because it was just, I mean, you maybe waited five minutes or not at all for buses Yeah, there. typically I don't, there may have been one time that we got in line for a bus that there wasn't a bus there. Yeah. That's it. May, I mean, And maybe. I may actually be confusing that with when we were waiting on your travel agency bus. That's absolutely true. Uh, but I think you're so right. So I might be wrong. <laughs> it might have been zero times. Anyway, so we head down to the bus stop when we are at Magic Kingdom those mornings. We get down there, get through security, all that jazz, get into the parks. For us, as soon as we hit Main Street, we usually make a coffee stop. 
I am not a coffee person. Coffee does not fuel me, but it fuels Josh. Uh, I don't know that it fuels me, but I have to have it. <laughs> okay. So he has to have a coffee. So we grab our coffee. And most people are going to go straight towards Seven Dwarfs or head right towards Tomorrowland. We are not most people. Seven Dwarfs is a fantastic ride. It is a great ride, but it is not a top must-do for our family. I think we've rode it once as a family with Titus included. He is just Maybe. not that interested. Well, he liked it, but the, there's too many other things that grab his attention. Absolutely. And so for us, we head left. We go to Adventureland and Frontierland. Our biggest tip would be to go left. So many people go straight or right. We would say go left. So I mean, unless one of those rides are must-dos. Yes, that I is mean, the only I'm, exception. I mean, the reason a lot of people go that way is because there's some bigger attractions on that side, too. So you could shave some time for later in the day. You know, maybe the line's too long later or something, but. Yeah, so that would be our biggest exception. If, if Seven Dwarfs is important to you, go ahead and go get that out of the way. Another one, Tron. I did forget to touch on this. Virtual queue is still a thing for Tron. That is at 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. So you have to do those. We can do a whole thing on virtual queues later. But virtual queue, you have that is the only way to ride Tron currently still. And we already told you you're going to be up at 5. So you'll be up with plenty of time. Yes, plenty of time. And so if Tron, if you have a virtual queue for Tron and your boarding time is already ready, then yes, you also have to go right towards Tomorrowland. However, those are the only two reasons you would not. So with that, like we said, go left towards Adventureland and Frontierland, and then you just work your way around to Tomorrowland because by the time you get over there... Well, and we skipped over too. A a big thing for us was Splash Mountain. I know it's currently not uh, operating. Um, but we had to go to Splash Mountain first, almost like one of the first two or three rides of the day, always. So, and it could get a line later in the day. A lot of, a lot of the time when it was open, the, it would be much shorter early in the cool morning. Yeah. And so our son loved that. And then we're, we're also big pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Aladdin, Jungle Cruise. We love those rides. They're our favorites. I say our favorites. Our favorites at that park. Those are ones we love at that park. And the boys love Tom Sawyer Island. Yeah, that it's awesome. Um, was that where the the bear wasn't on the island? Was it? Oh, they're in like Adventureland but he was over somewhere near that area. Wasn't somewhere? He? Yeah. I say so. There was that. That's like a month ago. <laughs> what was that? A several. I guess what I'm saying is now it might be a little spookier. Uh, was it maybe six or eight months ago? The person with the axe? Machete. Machete. Oh, yeah. It was the mach- it was a prop machete that they took off the building. Oh, that's what... It- okay. Okay, that makes yeah. more sense. I-, I was wondering how they got there with the machete. Yeah. I didn't see the prop part. I forgot about that, too. Either way, we like Tom Sawyer So you Sawyer never Island. know what you'll see. You never know what you'll see. So, for us... We usually try to work our way around. Occasionally, we'll jump around a little bit. I have a condition called POTS. I won't get into it too much, but because of that, our trips look a little different. I got diagnosed a few years ago, 
he is my biggest trigger. Um, it makes my heart rate. I mean, I can get to, to 180, feel like I'm about to pass out, black out. It gets really bad when I'm standing in the just heat. Just standing. Yeah, stand, just standing. But standing not, in, not even walking. Just standing. The heat can make it a lot worse. So I uh, started trying to use the, the disability access service pass, the DAS. It's called DAS. A few years ago. However, for the sake of this podcast, we know that most families are not using DAS and we don't even use it at every park every time. It just depends on the weather. I don't, if I don't need it, I don't use it, but it depends on the weather. So for this podcast, though, we will not be referencing DAS too much. If that is something you all would love to hear or see or let us just have us talk about or do a video over, yeah, we I'd can be happy touch to more do on it. that because uh, it drastically changes how our day goes. We're kind of gonna go with the best queue time. How, however, we can bounce around to use the queue times uh, to our advantage, and then where we want to eat and whatnot in that day. Well, I have to take a lot more breaks when we eat. right. When I, when yeah, I'm that's having... what I mean. So we know we're gonna set and eat a couple more times than normal, even if they're not big meals, but just to be in the air conditioning for a little bit, uh, kind of set and chill out. So yeah. So anyway, so on a normal no dust day. We work our way around from Adventureland and Frontierland all the way to Tomorrowland and kind of end our day in Tomorrowland, unless there's just a really good wait time on something we want to get to over there, or we need to go ride Tron. Uh, with that, uh, I guess another thing, uh, a tip we have is we kind of eat early uh, for lunch. In a sense, we've, we've already been up so early. Our breakfast was rather early, but we also want to beat the rush. Uh, I- uh, so we, we typically lunch is always a quick service meal uh, for us. Yeah, the last few times we, our son thinks Sunny, it's Sunny Ray, is it Sunny Eclipse? What's his name? Yeah, Sunny, uh, Sunny Rays is the. Sunny Rays is the place. Sunny Eclipse is his name. Yes. yes. There you go. So he just thinks like he's so cool. <laughs> he thinks it's so funny. I don't know. He loves it. I mean, I feel like most kids probably do. It's what is it? An alien? Is he an alien or he's not a dinosaur? He's an alien. It's I don't a space dinosaur. I don't know. He has to be a space dinosaur. I don't know. Maybe I should know more, but I don't. I don't know. But he's. I mean, I haven't really like researched Sunny Eclipse too much. But he's some kind of space dinosaur alien. I don't know. Please don't shred us in the comments because we really. <laughs> I just feel like we should know this. Either way, our son thinks he's really funny. And just cool. So we go there a lot. Plus, I mean, it's you're going to get burgers, a chicken sandwich, chicken tenders. Yeah, they have a lot of options kind of in one compact place. Yeah, uh, and a lot of nothing's seating. Nothing's amazing. Nothing's terrible. So. But it's a lot of seating. A lot of indoor seating in the AC. So we do we do go over there for lunch. And I guess that is kind of in tomorrow. It is in Tomorrowland right there. Yeah. So sometimes we hop over there and then head back over. We've also been to Pecos Bill's. It's over yeah. in Adventureland, yeah, and so they have they have good food also. Um, it really is just where we're at, and we've been to Pinocchio Village House. It's weird what we're feeling that day. Yeah, actually, I think I like the Pinocchio's Village House maybe mm-hmm. better than some of the other stuff, but uh, I don't know. We always end up at Sunny Rays. Yeah, it is a popular one. The, you know, playing piano to us. But yeah, so like he said, our biggest tip would be just to, to eat at an informal time for lunch and for dinner, really, because you can you can beat the rush. If you go at noon, everyone's going at noon. It's going to be the busiest time to eat. Yeah, you, and, you are going to be waiting. I want to waste as little. T- I mean, I like to eat, so I want to waste as little time as possible 
to do so. One, because I don't want to wait on the food, and then two, I'm already going to wait in lines uh, and everything else all day. So I'm trying to waste as little time as possible. So a lot of parents have kids that get up early and they go ahead and get to the parks. They start their morning out. And then around noon, what happens? That is nap time. A lot of parents will leave the park with their kids, go back to the resort, get that afternoon nap in, and come back around 4 or 5. So historically, that 12 to 4, 12 to 5 is pretty dang slow. Slow is not the right word. It gets quieter. No, it can still be busy. It can still be busy, but it gets quieter. There's a lot, uh, a lot of the kids go back and get those naps in at the resort. You know, we typically don't leave, or we have never left, no. I don't think ever, uh, to take Ty for a nap or Zoe for that matter. He usually does end up taking a nap, but we uh, kind of champion that out in a stroller and try to time that around when we were eating our early lunch anyways in a building where there's some air conditioning. Maybe let him get like a 45-minute nap or so. He'll sleep in a booth on my lap. <laughs> yeah, and we've done that as well. And so he brings noise-canceling headphones in the backpack because one thing to note is at Disney, you can bring your backpack on basically every single ride. If you can't bring it, there's a very, very, very few rides. There's somewhere to store it. I don't think we've ever got hung up at Disney for them. No. No, no, no. But you can you can put it. So we always just put his headphones in the backpack, and he wears them a lot. Um, he has a lot of noise sensitivity. And so he wears them a lot on rides and other things um, for fireworks, all of it. But he puts them on when it's time to take a nap for him and when he's tired, and he drowns out all noise, and he is able to do it. Well, and now, and, and other kids, maybe they have less of an issue even at an earlier age, but now that he's a little older, I think we might be able to use earplugs oh, yeah, probably. at some point. Uh, so that'll make it even easier. We don't have to worry about even telling someone that he needs them for the ride because you can wear those. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So another good thing during that 12 to 4 time, you are going to find slower time for character meet and greets because that's where a lot of the kids are going. They want to meet the princesses. They want to meet Mickey. They want to meet Minnie, everyone. So it's a slower time for character meet and greets. But along with that, look before your trip, and or not before your trip, just look at the start of your day and see your character meet and greet times that are going to be happening at the park that you're at because... Sometimes the characters go up early. They go up earlier in other parks, more than Magic Kingdom usually, because more kids are at Magic Kingdom, it feels like. But either way, there's some that could stop doing shows as early as 5 or 6, even if the park's open until 9 or 10. So you definitely want to know how long the characters are going to be there. So another big tip we have is that parades actually start in Adventureland. They start right over by where Splash Mountain was. It will now be Tiana's Bayou Adventure. I think I think I said the right name for it. But the parades come out right back there, and they work their way through Liberty, Liberty Town Square and then down Main Street, and ba- they kind of wrap back around. But I'm saying that because if you are trying to catch a parade, catching it on Main Street is probably the worst thing to do or in front of the castle it's probably the worst because there are so many people trying to catch the parades there. Our best advice would be to go over by where they come out in Adventureland and just stand and wait around the time you know they're going to start and then go ahead and see the parade and be done with it. And then you can go about your business because there's not many people over there. I know we did that one year for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party 
we caught all three parades back to back so quick. Oh yeah, it was phenomenal. They get a little backed up the slower they go as they're getting out, and when they but when they first come out, I mean they're at a great speed. And, I mean it ended up being fairly busy in that area we were at, but it was nothing like being on Main Street and dealing with all that chaos. Absolutely not. So that would be our, our best tip if you want to see the parades if they're important to you. Um, which you can find parade times and everything in the app too. Or you can ask a cast member. If for some reason they're not in the app that day, just ask a cast member. They'll they'll let you know. The next thing we'll touch on, um, uh, the fireworks shows. Uh, for a lot of people, they're extremely important. Um, I know you really like them. Titus yeah. really seems to like them. I, I don't not like them, but I can take them or leave it. So if they are important, you're going to want to get over there to claim a spot fairly early. Last time we went, we tried to catch it, and we went, what, 30 minutes before? Yeah, and it was crazy. And it was packed. It was terrible. We couldn't get – we could barely see uh, parts of it. It was still cool, but there was a lot we got to miss. You're going to miss the castle show mainly. Yeah, yeah, that was the biggest thing, the lights on the castle. But so if that's a big thing, you want to get over there decently early before the show starts. But use this time to your advantage and jump in some of the smaller queues. Uh, if that many people are at the fireworks and you don't care about them, have fun. Also, as much as we do, or I care about them, we still kind of jumped in last minute. Like Liberty, whoa, that is not how you say that. Liberty Town square area that one year we went over there kind of next to the sleepy hollow and like the the old christmas shop over that way where that little bridge is and we had a really really good view of the castle and it was extremely last minute it was kind of like a little hidden spot by some tables yeah Yeah. and so you can find that you're not gonna find somewhere right up front i mean it's just there's some people that wait there for over an hour and so you're not gonna find somewhere right up front but if you really want to see the show but want to make the best use of your time try to find a little off to the side spot that you can see it another thing you could take advantage of this uh of at this time would actually be leaving so uh if you're trying to get out of the park when everyone's piling in for these fireworks i'd still beat it by a couple minutes because there's going to be a lot of traffic just heading to that part of the park you go ahead and head towards the monorail and get out before the horde releases oh for sure you could you could totally get out and get back so that is a day for us at magic kingdom we get back to the resort obviously super late due to the fireworks but as we said you could break a nap we don't because of that so magic kingdom is usually our long our longest day because you're i mean it it opens earlier than most of the parks and it closes later than most of the parks so it is a very long day. So we don't usually stack two back-to-back really busy days. So next for us would probably be Epcot. Epcot's a great park, but it also is a much more chill day. Oh, uh, for sure. So you kind of get a relaxing day. I could be there just as long, personally. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that are kind of slept on even for kids at Epcot by most people. You're not wrong. Okay, so for us, going into it, a day at Epcot, leaving the resort, we start at Pop Century again, with the exception this time, Pop Century has the Skyliner. Right, so we're going to start with our 
early breakfast again per normal. We're going to maybe get our coffee before we head to the Skyliner. So I will say Epcot does open a little bit later, usually closer to 10-ish. Last time we were able to book a uh, breakfast on the Skyliner. We booked over at the Riviera and we had Topolinos because leaving Pop Century, it is basically on the way. We didn't make the reservation while we were on the Skyliner. Oh, yes. We booked a reservation. 60 days in advance. (laughs) 60 days in advance. But it was one that we could get to on the Skyliner. Yes. So we got to the Riviera at like an 8.30 breakfast. So that way we were done just in time for the park to open. And we were able to still do rope drop over at Epcot, which is perfect. So with the Skyliner dropping you off, you enter differently than you do if you just come through the gates of Epcot. So I don't even remember um, where the gates... Every time we've gone recently, it's been through the sky. So where is the gate at? <laughs> the gate is at the front next to the ball, the World Celebration. Okay, that makes sense because that's where we left through. Yes. Well, well yes, because uh, the last time we actually went with family, a huge like a, a huge group of us, so we did have to stay off property last time we were there. And so we did go yeah, through I, that. So again, I've, I guess I, but my 98- selective memory does not even remember entering through the front because 99% of the time yeah. we go the other way. Yes. So Skyliner actually dropped you off between France and United Kingdom. Here's a very controversial topic. If someone is giving you the tip and you are coming through the main entrance and they tell you to go right and start in Canada, stop talking to them. They have no clue what they're talking about. Do not go right and start in Canada. Now, see, I don't understand this tip. I'm not up to speed. You always start in Mexico, where the margaritas are, three caballeros. I mean, I do always go that way, but... It's because I plan our trips. (laughs) (laughs) And so, anyway, but it is a little backwards, and we've done it different ways because of the Skyliner. So... Right next to the Skyliner is France. Ratatouille is there now. So last time we did ride Ratatouille right there. We went ahead. We've done it both ways. But we went ahead went through United Kingdom and through Canada because we went right over to Figment. Oh, yeah. Titus loves Figment. So we went right over towards Figment. So obviously it depends on the weather that day, our plans in DAS, but our best advice if you're coming off the Skyliner would be to go ahead, go through the UK and Canada and head straight towards Figment and Nemo and those other rides over in World Celebration. Because like we just said before, all the people who are coming through the entrance are going to go left into Mexico. So you're gonna be the first ones to hit those rides over there coming off the Skyliner. And then you're just going to work your way around the circle just like you would have if you would have entered the front. So I know we've mentioned this before, but I feel like a lot of people just think Epcot is just for adults, but that is not true. Well, I actually just referenced it earlier talking about, I I think it slept on for kids quite a bit. Um, Again, uh, I know we just talked about the Nemo uh, ride, but a, a lot of people, if you've not been to Epcot or don't know much about Epcot, probably haven't heard about the aquarium uh it's a pretty big in-depth aquarium it's got a little park in there for the kids to play at uh shark from nemo oh what 
fish are friend, not friends, not food. What yeah, is Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> I don't know how I remembered that uh, instead of you, but yeah, Bruce. So it's got like a little Bruce statue thing in there. They can kind of climb it's like a little, in on it's not and really around. A slide, but kind yeah, of yeah, it's a slide or something. I don't know. You can get pictures in his mouth. Looks like he's eating you. And some kind of little cool learning shark type things that are also function as toys for the kids. Uh, so it's fairly cool. Um, Titus loves figment. I know we mentioned that earlier. So you got the figment ride. You've got Nemo and the aquarium with the park in it. There's also, I forgot to mention, Crush's... Little Turtle Talk with Crush. Oh, Turtle Talk. That's what it's called. Let's say Crush's Adventure for some reason. It's If you've been to the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor at Magic Kingdom, it's a similar situation. In case we have little ears listening to this podcast, there is some Disney magic happening that is too hilarious to pass up, and we will always encourage both of those attractions. Yeah, it's great. Um, Ty was scared of it the first time for some reason and cried. It's just a screen. Yeah, Don't worry. There's nothing scary about it, but he was also scared of the Muppets <laughs> at one point for some reason, so who knows. Um, so Nemo... Crush, Figment, Three Caballeros, um, Frozen, uh, and then there's several meet and greets. I I get kind of mixed up with who's where. You're the expert on that more than I am. Yes, I am. So I, Elsa and Anna. They are there. You are correct. I remember that. So this is going to be another virtual queue opportunity. Guardians of the Galaxy is in Epcot. So if you are wanting to ride that... Get up again early for that virtual queue. Even if the park opens late, you better be up for your phone. It's another 7 a.m. and a 1 p.m. to get those. So when you are talking food at Epcot, there are so many options to eat. It is absolutely insane. And the odds that you are there during a festival is high because there's basically always a festival almost. Yeah, I feel like there's always something. Yeah, so... Yeah, what, food and wine? Food and wine, Festival of the Arts. The, what, the Flower and... Flower and Garden Festival. Yeah. yeah, so you got, yeah, Festival of the Arts, Flower and Garden Festival, and Food and Wine. So, all of those bring out really, really great food. All of them. Uh, food and Wine, I think, is our favorite out of those three. Flower and Garden is so cool. All of the amazing, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Allergies. <laughs> all the amazing the bush the like there's a real term for the them. arrangements they make there the hedge bush yeah figures i can't, and I can't and think of the word that i'm thinking of but yeah i don't know what you're thinking either way it's beautiful i am so amazed by all the stuff that they can do and create but we are still i think just food and wine people we like it we love it it, it does help that our favorite time to go is September. So food and wine is always happening. So I guess a, a little more to get back to the structure of how we do this. I feel like we've kind of bounced around on Epcot a little differently than we did Magic Kingdom. We would start off going, as you said. We'll, yeah, we'll go left. We just keep going left. Um, And it seems like we always end up in Mexico around lunchtime. Yeah. Maybe sometimes at Epcot our lunch might get a little later or because maybe we snack on something from a cart. So we typically end up eating at a little place called La Catina across from 
the big pyramid. Yeah, that's the San Angel Inn restaurant. It's literally in the big pyramid. You, I feel like so many people probably walk past that pyramid just not understanding what it is. But it's so cool inside. There's there's an entire there's shops ride and a restaurant, a ride. Yeah, there's so much uh, to look at. We've actually not eaten at the restaurant inside there, but the little taco place, La Catina or whatever it's yeah. called, across from it, they're phenomenal uh, oh, for they a little are. quick service taco place. They're so good. Their food is delicious. They even have uh, margaritas there, as you can imagine. But we also at Epcot actually, a late lunch if we do it, or dinner, we end up at... Uh, Garden Grill. Garden Grill. Well, I was thinking more the the pizza place. I can't. Think oh, of. Via, Napo- uh, Via Napoli. Yeah, I've yeah. heard it called Via Napoli and Via Napoli. Whatever, however, it's called. We love their pizza. Oh, it's great. Uh, it, it is a little bit of a wait when you're in there. They are oh, no. cooking the pizza, uh, you know, to order. So it's not super fast. Yeah. Um, so as he said, you know, we said we we go to the left from the Skyliner. We, we ride all those smaller rides first, Nemo, Figma, all of it. We're in Mexico by lunchtime. And that really gives us the last part of the afternoon to work our way around through all the countries. We don't always stop at every single one of them. However, there are a few that we do like to explore a little bit more, maybe get some dessert from. Like I said, there's so, there's so many carts. There's so much, there's so much food, so much food. Epcot is a little easier for us to talk about because you are literally just working your way around the circle. After you go through Mexico, you go directly into Norway. That is where you're going to ride Frozen Ever After. When you go past Norway, you have China. And then once you go through China, you have the outpost area and then you head right into Germany. Post Germany, just walking you through it, you've got Italy and then the American Adventure, Japan, Morocco, and France. And that's where you end. However, like I said, it is one big circle. There are some things for the kids to do there that we didn't reference on yet that are fun. What I love about Epcot is you can go as fast or as slow as you want. There are plenty of rides for the kids to do and plenty of things for the kids to do. But you also don't have to rush through all of it because it's just one circle. So you're not really missing anything per se. That makes sense. But they have a really cute little passport the kids can get. And they can, oh, yeah. Cl- yeah, they can yeah. collect a sticker from each country. And usually there's some little prize at the end or something. I don't even, can't even remember what the prize is, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I can't remember. But Titus did it once. He thought it was so fun. Yeah, it's, we finished it last time, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I literally can't remember what he got. But, I can't remember. But we walk through and you, and you get a sticker from each one. Um, so they have things there for the kids. There is a very, very popular Princess Meet and Greet restaurant there. I will butcher this name because I've never been able to say it. It is in Norway near Frozen Ever After. It is Akershush Royal Banquet Hall. I believe that is how you say it, Akershush. If I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. But it actually just reopened less than a year ago. Um, It was closed since COVID and had been closed for a while. This is the place earlier when I referenced that a lot of the meet and greets close early and stop early. This is where I was referencing. I have noticed that some of the princesses or some of the meet and greets, such as Alice from Alice in Wonderland, will be out for a total of two hours the whole day. There's sometimes they're just not out for very long or they go up extremely quick or there's... I feel like some of them go up like at five like o'clock. Three or three, yeah, there, like there were a few... Like- 
maybe I'm wrong on that, but I feel like some of them were up by fairly early in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. And obviously, it's always subject to change on which princesses are out and who is out. But now, currently, you can meet Figment, Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, all the gang. You can meet... Figment, that's fairly new, right? Yeah, Figment took the place of where you can meet... um, Joy from Inside Out, Joy and, and Vanellope oh, over okay. there inside that building. Yeah, that's I can't... where the like piano and the keyboard and all that stuff were inside the building. Yes, and it's the, outside of Figment. Outside Rising, of Figment. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then um, you can also meet. So, like we said before, Elsa and Anna. Uh, there is usually the version of Belle that has the white and blue on with her books. Oh, okay. You can usually meet Belle. Um, I have met Sleeping Beauty. We have met. I think we've even seen Snow White somewhere there, I feel like. I might have made that I up. I can't recall. I've seen so many um, princesses there. Mulan. I met Mulan on our last trip, which was my first time meeting her. We happened to be walking by as she was doing a short little meet and greet, which was awesome. You can get Mushu in your picture. You can. So we've, I don't know if we've talked about this on here or not, but we are really big fans of the photo packages, the memory maker. Every single photographer has an option for something they call a ma- they call a magic shot. You can ask them for the magic shot. Our son is literally obsessed with getting them because half of the time they do not tell you what the magic shot is. It is just they'll say point to your act left like you're holding something. Yeah, or point to your left and act surprised and then they add a character or something in the photo. Balloons or mushu or Yeah, it's so fun. And so we uh, uh Grogu Yes. Oh, that Grogu one. We scouted them out that one year. He was so excited about that. Okay. And so for Epcot's viewing spot for the fireworks, it is a little different than when you are viewing the fireworks from Magic Kingdom because you're just standing directly in front of the castle. So the best spot for Epcot is going to be right behind the ball, actually next to the World Showcase Lagoon. You also could stand in Japan. That's another popular spot. Uh, the bridge over by the International Gateway between France and United Kingdom, where we said the Skyliner is, that's a really good spot. Mexico has a little bridge area where you can see the, the lagoon very well. And then Italy would be another great spot that you could stand. So you could kind of be spread out a little bit if you were just spread out doing something. I will say, similar to the rest of the Disney parks, you can jump in line for a ride right up until park close. So if the park's going to close at nine, you can jump in line for a ride right up until nine o'clock and you can wait out your time in line for the ride. If you don't care about fireworks, you can go this route, but Epcot, all the food closes pretty quickly. I mean, it's, it's closed very quickly. Um, I've even heard complaints where the late night when they've done the late night stuff, the after hours, when they've done the after hours, that a lot of the food is closed too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've not, I've not actually kept up with that. So that's really a typical day for us at Magic Kingdom and Epcot and kind of how we work <laughs> through them. Like we said, Epcot's a lot easier because it's a circle. Well, it's a little less structured. Uh, I feel like we didn't, and that probably shows in us explaining how our day goes there as well, but it doesn't need to be. We know where we're going to start off at. We kind of stumble upon Mexico by lunch. And, and again, it's just a circle. So we don't it's have to worry easier. about backtracking a bunch here and there, any of that. We just walk through the circle. When the day's over, we're by the, the uh, exit gate. So 
And when you are going to the parks, we will always encourage to look up ride heights before. There's a lot you should look up before. Most importantly, download the app on your phone and look through it. You can see the virtual map there. You can see wait times, everything. That's where you'll do virtual queues. Um, that's where you can order food for mobile ordering. It is kind of your, just your go-to guide. With that being said, if there is a ride height posted that says any height, that means literally any height can ride it. A baby can ride it, anything. So out of all of the rides at Magic Kingdom, 28 of them are in any height. And that's including rides, shows, walkthrough, things like Tom Sawyer Island, all of that. There's 28 attractions or rides. And then at Epcot, there's 14 attractions or rides of some sort that you can do while pregnant with an infant, anything. Uh, When we took our son at 10 months old, he did, you know, a few things, Haunted Mansion, Dumbo, like he did a ton, especially at Magic Kingdom. There are so many options. Uh, The biggest thing that I think, which Josh kind of touched on it at Epcot, but we mentioned it briefly about Magic Kingdom and forgot to go back. When you are needing to do breaks with your kids and it is hot and they are tired, we will always recommend just to go inside and watch a show or ride a ride that is AC or go into a quick service restaurant and just grab a drink. There's a couple of rides specifically designed for this. One being the Carousel of Progress. That is a nap ride. 20 minutes long. 20 minutes long. You usually can walk right into it. And sometimes, if you ask very kindly, they will let you ride it two times in a row without moving so your kid can stay asleep. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know that from experience. Uh, Maybe that happens less now that we're not in the height of COVID times, but... We certainly saw no one in that theater for a couple trips around it. It was so nice. Um, But the playground he referenced, he referenced the playground in the Nemo area earlier. We briefly referenced it, but in Dumbo, while you're actually waiting in line. Real quick, interject. The other one is the, uh, is it Spaceship Earth? Oh, Spaceship Earth. That's the Epcot nap ride. Yes, I forgot about that, the Epcot nap ride. It puts him to sleep every single time. Not that we hate the ride, because he thinks it's cool. No, but it's wonderful for a nap. Oh, absolutely. It's so slow moving. Me and it's included. So... <laughs> it's so long. Okay, sorry. All right, back to the play areas. In Dumbo, in the line, you can actually break midway through the line. And to the right, there is this really incredible play area there's seating for the parents and then once your kids are done playing you can jump right back into line whenever you're done but we have went in there many times and just taken a break in the ac let him run around before a time time to nap tip for parents stay away from it if you're worried your kids won't come back out because yes it's a little bit mazy it's not quite like uh our recent experience with the the park at Universal. Camp Jurassic. That Camp Jurassic, thank you. It's the words I was looking for, but uh, that can be a monster. But regardless, before I go off on a side tangent. Yeah, but it's it's a fun little area for them just to relax in, like we said, and, and give you a break, let them run around, run out a little bit of energy. Okay, so I think those are a lot of tips and what to do at those two parks. Like we said, we know every family is different. Everyone has different needs and wants and, and favorite rides and attractions. Yeah, so our format may not be the best for you, but uh, it's it's worked for us uh, and made our days a lot easier. So, And we always seem to be able to ride everything we want to ride and, and don't run out of time. So, yeah. So come back for part two. 
part two. <laughs> Come back for part two. And we will be talking about Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>